What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Rick layers and ball shorts. Coaching from the side of the ball court. If you know, you know. One stop like a Walmart. We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport. If you know, you know. If you know about the carport, them trap doors supposed to be awkward. If you know, you know. That's the reason we ball for. Circle round twice for the encore. If you know, you know. What up, 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 do? Welcome to the Ballhawk Show Podcast. I'm your host, Amar Hawkins. Appreciate you rocking with me as we recap. UVA versus Virginia Tech, man. We're going to get right to it. Before then, we got to salute the sponsors. Salute to my sponsor, Aber Insurance. Go to Aber Insurance for all your insurance needs. That's home, business, auto, life insurance, the great people at Able, serving the state of Virginia for over 20 years. Yeah, homegrown insurance company. Go to Able. Tell them the ball hawk sent you, and it would definitely set up a policy that fits your budget and your needs, man. Also, salute to Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code the ball hawk Show. All one word, all caps, to get 20% off of your entire order that's in the cart. That's manscaped.com. Your balls would thank you, as they say. So, yo, we got to get right to it. I'm going to set the mood real quick. That's how I feel. And y'all going to feel some type of way, but this is the mood I'm in right now. Let's go. Like the fire that needs the air. Yeah. I will burn unless you're there. I need you. I need you to hate me. So I can use you for your energy. I won't burn Let's get it. America got a thing for the skates. They love me. Black chuckers, black scully, leather pele pele. I take spit over rainbow. I'm a fan who got this silver duck tape on my. No, 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 no. This ain't the wrong podcast. We just use music to start off. I ain't do no pleasantries. I just got right to it. So we getting our minds right. You can fast forward or you get your mind right with me. Let's go. Empire on the load and ox don't know I'm the weatherman. I take that cocoa leaf and make that snow. Sit back, watch it turn the dope, watch it go out the dope. Oh, after oh, you know, homie, I'm just triple B. Dreaming, be scheming. I finna live the good life. The things are just feeling. Conceal my weapon nice and neat so you can't see. The penitentiary is definitely out the question for me. Yeah. I want to find a thing to save my life. So I hustle, hustle. You get in my way while I'm trying to get mine. And I'm you, you. I don't care who you from, with all where you from. You, you. I want to find a thing that's in my life. You gotta hustle, man. We're gonna have to hustle. We're gonna have to keep hustling. But you gotta, you gotta keep being motivated. No matter what you hear around you. You can't let that outside noise, man, get to you. That's what it is. Outside noise. Let them, let them, let them feel the way they want to feel, ball hawk. Let them feel the way they want to feel. Damn it, it's my podcast. We about to turn up. I got a lot to say. And Patty Hawk probably will come out. This is what makes me. This is what I am. You can hate me now. QB. But I won't stop. Oh yeah, by the end of this episode, a lot of people gonna hate me. 
brave heart. You should hate me, yeah. And it don't make me no never mind. Money I see, clothes that I buy, ice that I wear, flows that I try, close your eyes, picture me rolling, sixes, money falling, chicken, honeys that's swollen, the riches, knives get in ya, most critically acclaimed Pulitzer, prize winner, best storyteller, thug narrator, my sales raider, model data, big threat to a lot of you haters, commentators, ringside, try watching my paper, almost a decade, quite impressive, most of the best is in the S's, but it's rap stuff that I stand for, expanding more to the big screen, Bill Gates dreams, but it seems you'd rather see me in jail. With state dreams, want me off the scene fast, but good things last. Like your favorite MC, still making some mean cast. First rapper to bring a platinum black back to the projects, but you still wanna hate? Be my guest, I suggest. Do it now. You can hate me now. I won't stop. But I won't stop now. Uh huh. Can't stop. Cause I can't stop now. Uh huh. You can hate me. You can hate me now. Do it now. But I won't stop now. All right, here we go, man. We here, we here. It's the Ballhawk Show. This episode is brought to you by Carvana. Carvana is in the business of driving you happy. And with the widest selection of used cars under $20,000, you're bound to find a car that'll put a smile on your face. They even offer customizable financing so you can plan your down and monthly payments. To shop thousands of affordable vehicles 100% online, download the app or visit Carvana.com. Availability may vary by market. We got through that part. Get your mind right, money right, ready for war. Shout out to State Property, Memphis Bleak, all them boys. Hey, so it's your first time listening to the podcast. Appreciate you uh, taking time out today to listen to the latest episode. Um, This is Virginia Tech Recap, so... I won't be the most level-headed. Um, I ain't going to be super too real. This ain't going to be Dave Chappelle with keeping the real goals wrong. Um, it's not going to be like no personal attacks or nothing or nobody. No matter who you are, I'll break down what I saw. Whether it was, look, so I'm I'm, I'm going to break down what I saw in the film. We're going to break down what we see on paper as far as the stats. I'll break down all the questions that were sent to me, whether on Twitter and on the timeline or through DMs, I answer it all. And again, you ask me a question, I'm going to answer it. You may not like the answer, and that's fine. Don't question my answer to your question because that's my answer. It's no copping, please. Look, if you feel like I'm, I'm copping, please, you feel like I'm being an apologist, whatever you feel, that's what you feel. You ask me a question, I answer it. I ain't compromised. People be thinking, oh, boy, you just can't speak it. Yes, I can. One thing about me, I'm going to say what the hell I want to say. But if I choose to not go your way, that don't mean that I'm protecting somebody. I just don't feel like you feel. Don't make me no less than you. It don't make you less than me. It don't make you a non-football thinking person. It don't make me uh, a non-football person. We just got two Different opinion. That's that's one thing we got to realize as a fan base. Everybody don't think the same, and everybody's still a true fan, no matter how the hell they think. 
whether you saying fire Bronco or you saying be patient with Bronco, you the same. You are an advocate for the university. But everybody got different views. Everybody ain't in charge. And at the end of the day, it comes down to the people that's in charge. You, you, you always got that line in the sand. People on one side. You on the left or you right. Not, not politics, left, right, but you either in the front or the back. The top or the bottom. Right, left, left, right. You either in the middle of the field or you're in the hash. You, you ain't going to have everybody all on the same accord. It don't work like that. People deal with losses differently. That's it. One thing I got to make sure that's clear before I jump into, because this is more petty hall talk. One thing we got to make clear about me personally, I just ask this respectfully, and I keep asking folks this. Stop tagging me and stuff on Twitter. If you know it's in a, a like it's it's deemed negative. When I when you pissed off, don't tag me and say, "Hey, what the hell we do right?" Like, don't do that. You hit me up, but anybody that tell you, anybody that DM me, know I'll respond to you quick, fast, in a hurry. But don't don't put it out there on Front Street because it's too many just negative trolls that I had to end up blocking. I had to block a gentleman who came out and called me. What did what he call me? Uh, sucker ass or soft ass or something in that manner. Because, you know, it's Twitter thumb, so everybody tough. But, like, got, like, real out of pocket. Like, felt he had the right to say that to me. Like, that's what, and that's another thing. Let me let me tell y'all a little something. And, and, and I'm going to get off. I'm going to tell Petty Hawk to shut the hell up. I'm going to serve him shut the hell up, Jesus. Let me say this to any and everybody out there. Because it seems to be a theme in this world today. Everybody always say, I got the right to say this. I got, I got the right to have my opinion. I got, you have rights to say what you want. You are absolutely correct. And I got the right to respond to you any way I see fit. So when somebody jump out there towards anybody, it's not just directed at me, but if you jump out to somebody with the fisticuffs energy and they meet it, you can't play victim. You can't say, oh, you're supposed to be better than that. You can't do that. You can't. You ain't got that right no more. If you jump out and you bump your gums and you barking like that dog, if you out there, you barking, you ever seen that, that video with the dogs barking at each other from behind the gate and the gate moving, and as soon as the gate moving up to where they can get to each other, they just stop? A lot of y'all like them dogs. Y'all, all on Twitter. But then when somebody meets y'all with the same energy, now the person who responded is, oh, I can't believe you respond to me like that. What did you not just see how you talking to me? And I don't look one thing about me. I don't do that. I was drinking stuff. Hell no. You don't get that with me, bro. Don't ever say, oh, I was drinking. Well, that's worse because that was really harboring your soul that you wanted to get that off. Nah, don't talk to me if you drinking. Leave me alone. So that's why I want to make clear, man, before this get lost in translation, I don't mind interacting with folks, but I got one thing I'm not going to jump into. And I said this on my spaces and, and shout out to everybody that, that jumped on Twitter spaces after the game. 
I don't do the wolf. I don't do the wolf pack groups or the wolf pack discussions. I don't. Not the groups, but actual discussions. You know, when somebody tag you, they like, they tag me, then tag this person, to tag you, get football to tag. Don't like, don't, bruh, stop doing that. Why do people do that? Oh, they need to fire at Nick Howell, or they need to at Bronco. You need to at UVA and at like, bro, they don't want to. Come on, man, for real, really. Where they do that at, man? Huh? Come on, man. Don't at me. You, they might not mind you adding them. Don't, don't include me. Please don't include me. Respectfully. This ain't like Facebook where you're going to tag yourself. I end up probably just muting you. Like, why are you, like, bruh, DM me. I don't mind that at all. I'll speak to you, DM. Quick, people tell you. You can hit me up directly. That's not a problem. We can have a conversation, like, two adults and, we could get down to the gist, like we may disagree, but at least you hear my reasoning, I hear your reasoning, and we fine. I don't want you to have to agree to me with me. I'm not trying to tell you my my response outweighs anything that you're saying. But just don't do this. Damn, I keep blabbing. Don't tell me. Don't give me these backhand things where you're intelligent or where you played the game. Just stop after you say that. If you want, like, you see yourself typing with Bullhawk, you're intelligent with Bullhawk, you play the game. I just thought, just, just stop. Don't even hit send. Don't even continue with your statement. Just realize, well, he did answer my question. It's just that I didn't like the answer. So let me not try to go the backhanded route way. Cause, uh, like, if I'm look, I went to I went to a great institution, the one that we cheer for. I take pride that I can really decipher a lot of things. And I'll catch people when they trying to be petty. I catch petty statements, petty words, and I'll call you out on it. And I'll make sure you know that I see it. And you could try to squirm out and say something, but I know. But once I see it, my energy towards you gonna change to where I probably say, okay, you got it. You won't get nothing else out of me. Cause that's me of going through therapy and, and talking to professionals of saying, identifying that I have to control the way I, like I can always control the way I respond. I can't, I can ask somebody nicely not to do something. And if they do it anyway, that should be indicated to me that that person isn't healthy for me at this point in time. I need to just walk away. I can't try to keep controlling them. I can control me. And that's what I do. So if people think I ghost them on Twitter and stuff, I probably do. Because if I'm like, like yesterday, I was super pissed off, but I just did the spaces and I let a lot of folks talk and I provided my thoughts and things like that and stayed cordial. You know what I'm saying? But um, my bad. I was responding to somebody. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um. But anyway, let's get to the stats. Let's get to the stats, man. I apologize for Petty Hawk hogging the microphone. That's 15 minutes of him hogging the mic. So, Ball Hawk back here. Here we go. All right, man. So, the score of the game was 29 to 24. With this loss, Virginia drops to 6 and 6 overall, 4 and 4 overall. Counterports down the street. Virginia Tech had the same identical record 6 and 6 overall, 
four and four in the ACC. We have forty six thousand four hundred and forty five people in attendance yesterday for this rivalry. Um, look at uh first downs. UVA had twenty six first downs. Virginia Tech had twenty. Net rushing yards, Virginia Tech had 320 yards rushing on 47 attempts, averaging 6.8 yards per rush. UVA had 55 yards rushing on 23 attempts, 2.4 yards of rush. So is that the third team that's ran for 300 yards versus this year? You got UNC. I know BYU did. Yeah, that's the third. So third time this year somebody's ran for 300 yards. That's tough. I can't say too much. I was part of a team that our defense gave up 300 yards to one guy. But we won the game. But, yeah, that's not. Yeah. And I'm with you. Yeah, that that's that's not good. Um, Net passing yards. Virginia Tech had 144 yards passing. So they came into the game averaging 178 yards rushing. They got 320, so they damn near doubled that. And then they came in averaging 182 yards passing. And the Hoos held them to 144. They only attempted 16 passes. And they got the the one long touchdown pass that they needed to at least get a Explosive play or or TD out of it. UVA, on the other hand, 419 yards passing. Um, They came in averaging 390. That's the most passing yards that Virginia Tech has given up all season. They came in the game only allowing opponents to throw for 201.8 yards a game. So UVA doubled their average. You got to think Miami just set the high for Versus Virginia Tech with their 385 and then UVA throws for 419. Um, guys like um, Howell and Kenny Pickett didn't have good games versus this defense. So it says a lot that Brendan Armstrong put up 419 versus this defense on 47 attempts. Virginia Tech averaged 20.6 yard per completion with that huge touchdown pass that they had. And then UVA averaged 13.5 yards of completion. They had two passing touchdowns. We had one passing touchdowns. Total yards, they have 463 total yards. We have 474 total yards. We ran 70 plays. They ran 63 plays. They had one turnover. We had two turnovers. They had 10 penalties for 84 yards. We had six penalties for 65 yards. And, of course, the biggest penalty was the roughing the kicker close to the end of the second half who was gaining possession, and we probably could have went up at least 10 at the minimum, going into halftime and then getting the ball back. Virginia Tech punted three times. UVA punted just two times. Yeah, they punted the ball more than we did. Yeah, our defense forced more punts. Yeah. Um, that that'll get lost. That's that's Petty Hawk coming out. Petty Hawk was trying to be petty. So y'all just ignore him. 
Uh, time of possession, they had the ball 31 minutes and 18 seconds. We had the ball 28 minutes and 42 seconds. The one quarter in which well, we won the time of possession in the first quarter and in the third quarter. They had the ball for 10 minutes and 42 seconds in the fourth quarter. They had the ball for 10 minutes in the fourth quarter and only scored five points. But we'll talk about the defense at length when I get to that part. But y'all see what I'm trying to do. I'm I'm setting the table for both, for both sides, because people are always thinking I'm just protecting the defense. I mean, I put things in perspective. And you may not like it because you, you hate one side, and that's fine. But all I'm doing is providing context on any and every situation. You take it for what it's worth. Third down conversions, UVA was 5 of 10, 50%. Virginia Tech was 5 of 12. They was 0 for 1 on fourth downs. We were, we were 0 for 2. Who was 0 for 2 on fourth downs? We went for it on two fourth downs? Why don't, why don't I only remember? Oh, 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 when we, when we fumbled. That was a fourth down. That's right. That was a safety. Um, did we have four sacks and they had two sacks? Yeah. Uh, hold on. Yeah, we had four sacks. They had two sacks. All right, so we look at individual. Uh, Blackshear had 169 yards, 9.4 yards per carry. Uh, B squared, Braxton B had 115 yards rushing. You factor in the 22 yards loss for the sacks. He averaged 9.6 yards a rush. He had a longer 71. Blackshear had a longer 50. Both of those. We ran them down and made them settle for field goals. Um, Bloomrick had 10 rushes for 28 yards. We look at our rushing. Tyler Papa had the most carries, 5 for 23, 4.6 yards a carry. Hollins, 4 carries for 16 yards. Wolfork, 1 carry for 13 yards. Uh, Darrington, 3 carries for 9 yards. Brennan had a total of nine carries when you factor in the sacks um, for just seven yards, but he had two touchdowns. And Keaton had one carry for three yards, and Bobby Haskins had a carry for negative 16 yards. Yeah, we're going to talk about that play. I already talked about passing the football. Um, Receiving, Billy Kemp led the way. Eight catches, 102 yards, big time. He was big time. Keaton, he was big time, seven catches, 91 yards. Jelani was big time, seven catches, 64 yards, and a touchdown. Wicks, um, congratulations on breaking Herman Moore's single-season receiving record that's been standing for 31 years. Salute to you, young king. Three catches, 55 yards. Rashawn Henry, two catches, 30 yards. Tyler Papa, two catches, 25 yards. We ran a screenplay to him, and it was a good-looking play. Devin Durrington, we threw a little swing route to him. One catch, 34 yards. And then Mike Hollins had one catch, zero yards. Um, For them, Tavion Robinson had the 61-yard touchdown. He ended up having three catches for 89 yards. Lofton had two catches, 42 yards. And Caleb Smith had one catch, 10 yards. And Braxton B had the one catch, three yards, and a touchdown, a little double reverse that Robinson threw to him. <clears throat> on defense, 
Nick Jackson led the way. Ten tackles, a half a sack, a half a tackle for a loss. Joey Blunt, his last game at the Scott, nine catches, I mean, nine tackles, one tackle for a loss, one quarterback hurry. Nick Grant, his last game at the Scott, eight tackles, one forced fumble, one pass breakup. Wes Weeks, that young man has come into his own. Um, he got injured late in the game, five tackles, a tackle for a loss, and a sack. Elliot Brown had a, a a great game, four tackles, two sacks, and and he was he was I really like what I saw from him. Cohen King, four tackles. Hold on, man, my dog barking. Hey, man, you got to leave. You gonna do that? Um, for Mui, four tackles. Anthony Johnson, three tackles, one pass breakup. Noah Taylor, three tackles, one quarterback hurry. Um. Let's see. My dog distracted me. Darius Bratton, two tackles. Agunglier, two tackles. Mandy Alonzo, two tackles, a half a sack, half a tackle for a loss. Ahern, two tackles. Ryan Nelson, a tackle. Dunko, a tackle. Michael D., one tackle. Jonas Sanker, one tackle. Jameer Carter, one tackle. And Mike Green, one tackle. All right. So, what y'all want to talk about first? Offense or defense? Huh? Should we start with the the unit that's been stellar all year? Cause I I know I could get long winded with the defense. Um. Yeah, let's talk about the offense. Offense. It's hard to say anything bad about the offense. It is when you know this unit has been a juggernaut, superb, like. Any any superlatives you want to use in a positive manner, offense has been getting it done day in and day out. For example, Virginia eclipsed the 400-point mark for the season on the fourth team in school history. UVA has scored 400 points in the season. The 420 total points this season are the third most in program history. The Cavaliers, uh, let's see, let's see. What else? I mean, we know about Brendan. He broke UVA's single-season total offense record with his 27-yard pass to Wicks. The record was 43.07 by Bryce Perkins. Now Armstrong has 47.05 in the season, which is fifth most in ACC history. 4,705 yards of total offense, top five in ACC history. Armstrong threw for over 400 yards for the sixth time this season and went over the 300-yard mark for the 11th time in his career, which are both school records. His 405 yards in the contest was the most ever by a UVA quarterback against Virginia Tech. Armstrong has 4,443 yards passing this season, the fourth highest single-season total in ACC history. Jelani Woods now has the second-most um, touchdowns by a tight end in UVA history and one shot of Heath Miller's school record of nine in 20, 2002. Woods has 598 yards receiving on the season, the third most ever by UVA tight end. Nick Jackson, salute to him. He now has a total of 117 tackles on the year. 
already talked about that uh Dontavian Wicks breaking Herman Moore's receiving record. He's finished with twelve oh three on the season, heading into the bowl game. Twelve hundred yards for a receiver. And speaking of Dontavian, man, he probably had his worst game as a Cavalier by his high standards. Um drops are a part of the game, but that's something that our receivers rarely have. Our receivers rarely have drops. They're so well coached. They absorb the information very well, and they apply what's taught to them from the practice field to the game field like no other unit, in my opinion. So that group's been phenomenal for many, many years, many years. They do an amazing job of taking what they are taught and translating it on to the big stage. Salute to them. Salute to their coach, Marcus Hagan. With that being said, it's a shame that it was this game where Wicks struggled on the offsides. I'm not going on first 10 plays, sorry. We're just going to get right to the talking because people don't really want to go through plays and stuff. They want to go through certain plays. I could do that. But um, I think a lot of folks just want to hear my my in-depth thoughts on a lot of things, so I'm giving that to them. Um. But, yeah, so, you know, Wicks short arm the the touchdown. I think he just brought his hands in too quick on the free play that we got on the all size. Um, then he had the drop on a, on a targeting that they picked up that hurt. And then on the, one of the last drives of the fourth quarter, I felt like he ran his route into the window of Jelani Woods. I think that ball was going to Jelani, who was open. And I think Wicks kind of drifted into that window and he dropped that. I mean, for sure he catches that touchdown, it makes a huge difference. You seen butterfly effect. You you change the outcome of that play, everything else changes after. Nothing's gonna stay the same. Um, he catches the pass on the targeting that was picked up on Brennan, which was targeting, by the way, in my opinion. That's a first down. We stay on the field. You pick the flag up, but we stay on the field. The drive is still alive. Um, if I'm not mistaken, do we settle for – yeah, we settled for three. That was coming out of halftime. But the drive is still alive. So I don't know if we would score the touchdown after that, but you still have an opportunity to have a new set of downs. And then I think the drop he had when he drifted into the to the window of Jelani – I want to say it happened on the drive when we went for on the fourth down and it was a safety. Let me let me check to make sure, people. Let me let me let me let me check. Let me go back. Let me get it together. Let me get it together. In, my, in the words of Lotus Lex, let me get it together. Let's see. Nah, that's the yeah, I don't think it was on that drive because he wasn't in on that drive. So, uh, did we end up punting on that drive? Did we go three and out? So I just saw the play with his his last drop. Yeah, that's when we threw a high to Jelani on third down. So we punted. So his drop happened. His last drop 
happened on second and seven. Would he have gotten the first down with that catch? Yep, that would have been a first down catch. So his three drops was a touchdown and two short first downs. I don't count the fade. I think the DB did a good job of playing the hands and knocking the fade out of his hands. So I don't consider that a drop, but um, yeah. It's just tough, man. Like, you know, like you see how it's hard for me to say, oh, Wicks, you had a bad game when he's been so phenomenal all year. And that's how it is for the offense. Offense was phenomenal to me in the first quarter they did their job. Yeah, first quarter they did their job. You know, defense got them a stop on three and out. Offense went down to score. Um, Let me see if I can see the drive chart so I can make sure I'm giving you accurate information. All right, so the first two times we had the football, we scored. That was in the first quarter. They went punt, touchdown, punt. So I, I'll get to the, what they did on offense when I talk about defense. But talking about our offense, first drive, 10 plays, 86 yards. Took four minutes and 10 seconds. We get the ball back. 11 plays, 75 yards. Took us four minutes and 18 seconds to score. The next drive, we can really take control of the game because we are up 14-7 to with the ball, driving. And we try our angle route with Mike Hollins. It's open. They, they, they do a zone blitz. They drop a defensive tackle. He's in the lane, but I feel like if Brandon holds it one window later, it's a big game. Even though the safety can see it, I don't think he would get there in time because I think Brandon would back shoulder Mike Hollins. But he tried to throw it in the near window and it went behind Mike because he saw the lineman. So he tried to back shoulder Mike just because the lineman could get possibly get his hand in the way to bat it down. And um, it went behind Mike and it was intercepted. So that ended. Then the next time we get the football, we score again. This is in the second quarter, six plays, 75 yards. It took just two minutes and 23 seconds. So we had the ball for four minutes. Four minute ten touchdown. Four minute eighteen touchdown. Four minutes and twenty six seconds. That drive, we we you know leading up to that interception, I went ten plays, sixty one yards. Uh, the touchdown drive, six plays, seventy five yards. Two minutes and thirty three seconds. So we come out, get the ball the third quarter. We go seven plays, fifty nine yards. We had to settle for a field goal. It took us two minutes and thirty. That was two minutes and thirty second time of possession. The next time we get the football. Um, six plays, 38 yards, we had to punt. We had the ball for three minutes and 20 seconds. The next play, six plays, 56 yards, we end up fumbling, had the ball for three minutes and seven seconds. Beginning of the fourth quarter, we have the ball. Well, in the fourth quarter, the first time we get the ball, three plays, three yards, had the ball for 42 seconds. The next time we had the ball, four plays, 24 yards, a minute and one second, safety. And then our last possession, eight plays, 51 yards, two minutes and 35 seconds, turnover on downs. So if I can just, let's see if I could point out 
that drives. Because this this will segue me into defense in a sense. The reason why I'm saying time possession because sometimes the fact that we don't have a legit running game, the long as we had the ball was 426 when we didn't score, right? But any of our scoring drives, 410, 418, 233, 230. And then the second, after we after we kicked the field goal, had the ball, the longest time we had the ball was that first possession. That was three minutes, 20 seconds. So 320, 307, then 42 seconds, then 101, then 235. All right? Um. Virginia Tech, let's see. So the third quarter, after we kick a field goal, the first time they get the ball, they score. It takes them two minutes and 11 seconds. We get the ball back and punt. They get the ball back and punt. We get the ball back and fumble. They get the ball back, kick a field goal. They have the ball for 12 plays, 63 yards, and seven minutes. So they had a drive of seven minutes and entering the field goal. That was after our fumble. Now look at this. Defense was just on the field for 724, and they held them to a field goal. We get the ball back. We keep the ball for three minutes, and then we fumble. They get the ball back, keep the ball for four minutes, has seven plays, 37 yards, and they punt. So they had the ball for four minutes and 31 seconds. They punt. We get the ball back, and we have the ball for 42 seconds. Now, our defense just stayed on the field basically 11 minutes, 55 seconds of game time versus three minutes and 49 That's because, you know, we can't really run and kind of alleviate if they were having trouble, whatever they were. I mean, thankfully, this game, it was bend but don't break. They was gaining a lot of yards, but they didn't score after that first drive. So they scored a touchdown, but after that, it was punt, field goal, punt, fumble. Our second half was field goal, punt, fumble, punt, safety, downs. Football is the ultimate team sport. Our defense has been struggling all year. Defense is always up for discussion, right? So let's break down what I saw in the defense. I'll I'll share with you. I'll break down the big plays or the or the big touchdowns at least on our defense and how I just feel like because I just made a statement about how a group can take what they learn in the practice field and and transition it to games. So if we go to when Cohen King was beat on on the post route. So Tech has what oh, then? Oh, let me go to the end zone so I can see. One back, two tight ends. So they're in 12 personnel. Then 12 personnel, meaning it's a tight end to the top of the – so they basically got trio. Or some people still call it trips, but it's three receivers to the 
to the field or to the to the left, you know, to their bench. They got an outside receiver that's off the line, a slot receiver off the line, the tight end's on the line, and then they got a tight end in the boundary. They got the back offset to the right of the quarterback. They fake inside zone. They use the right tight end as a blocker. The back stays in to block. We are in short zone to the to the boundary. To, now it turns into a zone because AJ was going to take the tight end. He blocked. Clary probably would have took either Clary, like so you got Clary to the boundary, you got AJ to the boundary. You got a tight end and a running back to their side. They were basically in and out or combo those two guys. So both of those guys stay in the block. So now they are free defenders. This is what we call HBO. Go look for work. Help a brother out. So you got the tight end to the top of the field on the trio on the trip side. He runs the over route. We call that a bait route. We call that get in the vision of the safety, make him come towards you. Right? So you got Joey that's assigned to him. But here's the kicker that I want to I want to point out. The outside receiver, Bratton has him covered. He's running a, a post curl. Bratton does a good job covering him. He's done. Good job, Bratton. Cohen King is 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 kind of hiding his pedal. And this kid, number nine for Virginia Tech, can run. Like this is not a knock on Cohen. And even even if like Cohen's not a, a burner. He's not one of the burners. Our burners are at corners. Like the two corners we got can actually run fast. That's how they ran down Braxton B. Like Braxton can run. He probably a high 4-4. He can run. And they hawked him. But anyway, I think with Cohen, he was just high in his pedal. And he should have got out of his pedal quicker and opened his hips. But this shouldn't be one-on-one right here. How this play played out and, and the defenders we have free, and I'm getting long-winded. So A.J. doesn't have any work, so he's looking for work. He stands short. He's keeping his eye on the quarterback, and I see him flipping, looking for – he flips and sees that the tight end's coming on the over route. You have Clary, who's all also backpedaling, and he sees the safety, and he's backing up. This is when I wish Joey would identify that if you can see the whole field, in a sense, at the snap of the ball, if you can see that the boundary tight end is blocking and it's a fake to the to the running back, you somebody yell bump. If Clary could say, I'm already, I already got him control, bump, 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 that'll tell Joy to just fall off and help on the post. Because Cohen, he's beat because the kid squares him up pretty quick. And where the ball is placed, it's the same thing I was saying with Devontae. I'm going to make you throw a corner out right here. I'm not going to let you get the post. But to me, he's playing it as if he might, it's a possibility he can get help. So I don't know if Joey was supposed to bump off. Because it's just, it's looked like when Miami had Virginia Tech guarding one guy and then they ran the post on the outside. We basically got three, we got four guys around the tight end. And this is why I always say sometimes with film study, or with just formations, you can identify, pick up, A, alert, yo, you talk about this amongst yourself. 
And we would do this when I was at UVA. Hey, bro, if they line up in this formation, I'm going to just, hey, it'll be easy for you to drop down and go here. So if you see it or if I see it, we're going we're gonna to have something to where you know, take off and I got you. To me, this runs right into coverage. And I don't know, you know, what's being discussed. I can't say if Nick Howard's telling them. I can't say if he's not telling them. I can't say if they know better. I can't say if they don't know better. I'm making assumptions right now. That's what I'm doing. I'm not casting, not pointing at anybody. Because somebody could say, oh, that's coaching, boho. That's simple coaching. And I'll tell you respectfully, if a coach has taught me what to do and I don't do it, is it really on the coach? No, it's on me. Like if I drop a pass, like so Wicks dropped three passes, is that on Coach Higgins? No, you're not going to say that. Now, if the receivers were struggling and he dropping pass over and over, you'll probably say, man, Coach Higgins need to work with them on catching the football because it's the history. So if you got a history of giving up something, then, yes, you're going to look up the coach. But, uh, but me as a competitor – and this is not me. This ain't me taking up for the. I always say I speak as a former player. A coach ain't taking a rap for me giving up, giving giving up touchdowns. That's on me. Sooner or later, I gotta tell myself, man, do what the hell you supposed to do, or don't give that up. Now, even if you know the coverage puts you in a bind, what puts you in the bind? This route. Well, I'm gonna make sure that route don't beat me, and I'm gonna prepare myself to counter. If that route doesn't come, that's all I'm. That's what. That's what I can't really say on Twitter because I take too many damn characters. So I'm not taking up for a particular coach. All I'm doing is breaking down two different mindsets you can have. You can have your mindset is that's the coach, and that's fine. You can have the coach's mindset of, damn it, I'm putting him in the bind. He can have that mindset. You can have the player's mindset. It don't matter what you put me in. I should know better. That's my competitive edge. Good is the enemy of great mind. I never, like I told you, I never said it was a coach's fault if I got beat deep. Because my film study should let me know that even if I feel like the coverage not right, hey, you could check out of it, but you better be right. Or you could do your own thing. You just better be right. There's plenty of times we done seen somebody in basketball take a shot they shouldn't have taken. You like, man, why? And if it go in, you celebrate. Like, he better have made that. All right, so the next play that I wanted to look at was a long. Hey, yo. The um the touchdown run. Well, not the touchdown run, but the touchdown, the long run by Braxton B, number three for Virginia Tech. Fake inside zone, little speed option action. We got two guys, we got three guys waiting. So Joey. I don't know if he has quarterback or if he has pitch or um, throw, but he goes to the receiver and Braxton takes off. And when I tell you he shot out of a damn cannon, my goodness. And when he got to the 50, I said, uh-oh. But then he said, uh-oh, because he looked like he was going to score. He was hauling, you know what. And when I tell you, AJ and Braddon went and hunted his hind pots down. If y'all don't think we ain't got no speed back there, 
Just look at that play. Braxton is not slow, bro. And they, they, this is the second time both of them done hawk somebody down. And again, they ain't dive. They hawked him down standing up. And AJ don't even have an angle. AJ get him from behind. Pause. AJ hawks him. Bratton don't really have an angle, but he, he uses the angle, which is smart. But AJ really go get him. Good gracious. And so this takes me to the speed comment I always hear when it comes to, like, DBs. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everybody listening at home, stop saying speed when it comes to covering. Speed is the last thing. You can be 4-2 and get killed as a corner. I done seen plenty of fast DBs get roasted with pleasure because their technique sucks. Their feet suck. Their eyes suck. Their leverage suck. Speed is the icing on the cake if everything before that is good. Now, if you are a six foot one or two corner and you have speed, oh, that's a big advantage because you could be trash at press, but at the end of the day, your speed and length, your body makeup can help you mask a lot of the flaws. One of the probably the best DB in UVA history is probably the slowest, most known DB in UVA history, and that's Rondé. But he was a lockdown cover corner. He won't go just like come on. Majority of the guys Rondé was checking, they were faster than him. But his technique textbook. Oh, yo, he was so nice. Oh, he was so nice. So nice. And I'm just using him because everybody know that's like the universal. Everybody like Bryce Hall. He he has long speed, meaning like over 40 yards. He can build that engine up. But Bryce Hall technique, crazy, crazy. That's why I won't worry about his foot injury because he had a strong foundation. When you got a strong foundation, you can start losing your physical attributes and still play at a high level. That's why good. That's why the Woodson guys like Charles Woodson, Rod Woodson, can play corner and then go to safety. They can age and still be good because they had a foundation. A lot of times when we got beat, it was foundation work that you got to rep day in and day out. And maybe that's not happening, and that needs to start happening. You need to say, you know what. We need to have competitive periods and we need to make sure we're doing a bunch of extended individual periods. Because to me, somebody said, how can you fix what's going on? Is it fixable? And I'm like, absolutely. Absolutely. You rep it. You get back to the bases, baby. Starting with this bowl week, you rep it. Rep, rep, rep. Re-steps, re-steps, come back, do it again. Give me a re-step, come back, do it again. You got to master those foundational movements. You have to. Because sometimes you start taking it for granted because you show a couple games you can do well and you regress. So you got to get back to the essence. When you have a season like this defensively, you got to get back to the essence. It's like Rocky when Mr. T whooped his ass. You better go to Cali 
and go to the hood and go box with Apollo and get broken down and how your wife tell you you can do it and get the dan the dan the dan the dan 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 you better get something you better have a heart check that's one of the main reasons why I don't I don't screen fire no no I'm a heart check you now this it man yeah you you had a bad year you hey show and prove your life is on the line now <laughs> Nah, I ain't going to do you the service of telling you, you know, mid-season. Then you say, well, you tell me. And that was, nah, nah, I'm going to give you a whole off-season and let you know. My guy, this this do or die. Show up or show out. If you need to go get the players in the portal, you get the players in the portal. If you feel like somebody's slowly developing, well, accelerate their development. Tell their ass you got to do this every single day. Have some cameras out there making sure they do what they're supposed to do. It's gut check time. Because the Wolves just want to fire you. That ain't my cup of tea. Because everybody knows if somebody fire you, you're going to be like, whoa, whoa, you ain't even give me a chance to fix it. You never gave me a stern talking to. Come on, man. At least give me one more chance, Biggie, Biggie. Give me one more chance. But the Wolves want to fire you because that's the surface thing to do. Fire you and then compare you. With no context. The while whole numbers when it's convenient. With no context. That's just what... Fan bases do, not just UVA fan bases, all fan bases. Everybody throws throw around numbers. The, the the best thing to do today is manipulate stats. That's it. From this game to that game. The whole number is, yep, UVA gave a 300 yards rushing. Terrible. 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 Gave up 29 points. Hmm. Five points away from what the goal is. Is that really bad? That's all right. Four sacks, plus. Cause a turnover, plus. 300 yards, not good. Only gave up this many passing yards, and this was so amazing. <laughs> this and this Petty Hawk coming back out, so bear with me. This was so amazing. So on one hand, people could point out, damn, we can't stop the run. They ran for 300 yards, can't stop the run, blah, 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 can't stop the run, can't do this, can't do that. But then people don't point out. But what did they do? Like, what did they really accomplish running for that many yards? If you think about it. So the the long, so they scored on, one run, which we over-pursued, and they, they, they got us on that, right? We over-pursued, they got a long run touchdown. So that's 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 like the plays that Bronco you talk about, like three or four plays you got. The two long runs, but we end up forcing them on field goals. You then get, get the long touchdown pass, that's three. Get the long TD run, or semi-long. How many yards was it again? Let me check and see right quick. Well, they ain't going to say, oh, let me go to the touchdown. Uh, so that was an 18-yard rushing touchdown. So that's four plays. And then the roughing the kicker, roughing the punter. That's five plays. Or you could throw in the Wicks drop on a free play. That's six plays that you can magnify and say, ha. Ah. You know what's so funny? You give me the Wicks 
touchdown, we win. I don't know. That's how you play. Or you give me your own rush to punter. We win. Like, you just never know, man. Like, that's 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 what we do in games, right, is creating scenarios to help us better ease the pain for defeat. That's what we do with hypotheticals. We always slant hypotheticals in the favor in which we are thinking. Like, if I feel like this is what really happened, I'm going to create a hypothetical that helps my stance. If you feel like something is, is a certain way, in your mind, you're going to create a hypothetical that fits your narrative. That's that's human. We're like that. It's no different when we go to sleep and we have a dream. Like, if we really want something, we'll have a dream about us really getting it. You know, people, some people call it speak it, believe it, receive it. It's just our brain will formulate thoughts to better help us ease the pain or something. You know, oh, it ain't that bad. You know, people do that to you. Oh, don't worry, dog. You still this, it ain't that bad. Because they're trying to ease your pain. They want to deter your thoughts. So last night, I think I did a good job because people would project in their negative thoughts. And it's like, ball hawk, man, take a step back and realize you got to stop trying to tell people they can't feel a certain way because that's just them. And I was doing that in the past. I was telling y'all, y'all, you can't feel a certain way. So I apologize about that. But if I was doing it because you were telling me I couldn't feel positive, then I ain't, I ain't apologizing. I don't take it back. You get what you get because you did it to me. Two wrongs make a right today. <laughs> but no, but seriously, yesterday's game was a true indication that football is the ultimate team sport. And it's not fair. All season long, our best unit has been our offense. Yesterday, we all can admit that the defense actually was consistently better than our offense. By their standards. They've been borderline trash can juice for a lot of the season. And Nick probably get pissed off when I say that. For y'all that don't know, Nick don't like that I said they were borderline trash can juice. He probably like, man, that's some BS. Just like y'all be saying that's BS when I be giving y'all my optics of what's going on defense. Y'all think I'm protecting them. Like, I can't win. Like, I don't – like, that's why, you know, I don't – that's why I play the songs I play. You can hate me now because when you're behind this mic, you can't worry about pleasing everybody. What you do is speak your truth. My truth is not the very truth and nothing but the truth shall help you God. It's just Ahmad Hawkins' truth. That's all it is. Now the trolls going to say I protect people and I'm a lollipop host. I don't do this. To them I said, you lucky I am in a better headspace. Because you would have got that smoke. And that ain't a threat. That's just telling you like it is. I look forward to meeting dudes like you in person. Just to see if you got that same energy, cause I like like Twitter, it gives you that that liquid courage. But again, it's not about being tough. This is Petty Hawk coming out, and as a former football player, I still got that rage. So sometimes I got to get it out a certain way, and this is therapeutic to me, just talking it out. I don't advocate for violence and nothing like that. Only violence I advocate is if you got boxing gloves and you got a ring and you got a ref, or you play football, or you play rugby too. I advocate that. Um, but defensively, forced three punts. Got a big stop on fourth down on the goal line. Caused a turnover so our best unit could be on the field when it mattered most. 
we gave up 300 yards of total offense. And with all that said, you got to look both, it's both ways from crossing the street. We scored three points in the second half. That's unacceptable. Just like 300 yards rushing is unadamn acceptable, this offense scoring three points and throwing to Bobby Haskins on third down and losing 16 yards or whatever is unadamn acceptable. You've been phenomenal for way over the majority of the other season, Coach and I, Dr. Bob. That play, they don't even care no more. Offense, you've been phenomenal, a juggernaut all season long and in the first half. In the second half, y'all reverted back to damn 2017. You couldn't beat man-to-man to save your damn life. And it's in the, the route combinations didn't help. That didn't help. And Dax Holyfield said we couldn't beat they man-to-man. He looking like Nostradamus. They went man-to-man in the second half, started playing cover one robber with 17 coming down in the hole. And we just running into coverage. They playing that lollipop short zone. Ooh, busting that hard pots. They go to man. We are like we ain't seen man all year. From the top to the bottom. From the rooter to the tutor. Three points in the second. Dog. Three points. Look at me, King. Three points. The fumble was questionable because Jelani was face mask while he was running. But three points. Look at me, King. That's all I ask y'all. Keep it a hundred. Y'all first thing y'all want to say, man, the defense did that. I looked at y'all, I looked at y'all, man. I had a look on my face looking at my phone like like Big Sean looking at his phone on on the gift. I look like if if these dudes ain't so scary to point out that they love they the the side they love, boo boo the bed, like our defense had been doing. In previous games, like the BYU game, blame the, blame the defense. We knew the Notre Dame game was a wash. Pitt game, we knew special teams and, and the penalties. Got us. UNC game, defense, boo-boo the bed. Wake Forest game, defense, pick your poison. And what what other games am I missing? We lost four straight. Oh, I already said though. So, so the elephant in the room is how do you get better on defense ball? And it's gonna go a little longer. Utilize these bold practices to really get back to the essence of what you want to springboard to in the spring. Now, the super seniors. Yes, you want to, like, you came back. Now you got to reevaluate yourself at coaches and be like, all right, super seniors. You do realize that we got to get these younger guys a lot of the reps. So I see people say, oh, the super seniors, you, you shouldn't play them in the bowl, this and this and that. This is why I say that all the folks who say don't play the older guys, right? I'm glad y'all jumped out there because I want to ask y'all a question. And this is Petty Hulk being petty. 
Are y'all the same folks who get mad at players that skip bowl games to get ready for the draft? Are y'all the same folks that say, oh, man, you doing you, – you, you leaving your brothers hanging? Are y'all the same folks that'll say, don't play that dude because we want to get the younger guy ready, but get mad when the older guy leaves to allow the younger guy to go ahead and play in that bowl game? Just answer that for me. That's all I want to know because I see a lot of people, oh, you're doing, you're doing, your brothers. I always tell y'all the backup ain't complaining that that dude going to get ready for the draft. <laughs> I ain't never seen a backup pissed off that his his boy left. Go as a backup of any dude who benefited for somebody not playing in the game and, and concentrating on the next phase of their life. Go ask them. Ask them off the record. Did you get pissed off? They're going to look at you like, why? I got to play. But offensively, here's what I want to say. The thing that disappointed me the most about that red zone series Okay, so Brendan Ankle is banged up. You can see that once he came back from the ankle. So when when Brendan got hurt, we had a third down. We threw the ball to Rashawn Henry. It was like third and 17. I think he may have got like 10 yards. And it got us to their 37-yard line. And we decided to punt. People had questions about us punting right there. I think your answer lies in Brendan wasn't healthy because that play that he played after getting rolled up on, he threw it quick and he's limping going to the sideline. Fast forward when we get the ball back because we stopped them. They don't score after us pointing right there. Wolfoot comes out. And the first thing we do with him is we run the football, I want to say, three consecutive times. We ran the ball. Tyler Papa gets eight yards. We run the ball again. I think he gets he gets the first down, and then we may run it one more time. And then the, the next pass, I mean the next down, we throw to Jelani Woods. Then after that, I think we throw to Billy Kemp on a short out. Both move the chains, and then a, I think we run the ball again, and then it's like a second down play, and he get 13. No, so he get the 13 yards. Then I think he throws the Billy after that. And then Brendan comes back in. So he sits for maybe six or seven plays, I say, on that drive. And then he comes in. And if I'm not mistaken, that's when we throw the – yeah. So as soon as he comes back in, he lines up at receiver. He gets the, he gets the pitch from Keaton, and there's a throwback to Keaton, and then we fumble. So that whole drive, Wolfwick is in the game. And even when he came in, it was a gadget play when Brendan finally came in. So then with that turnover, he got to, you know, get more treatment on that ankle. They drive. They scored three off of that. They scored 10 points off of turnovers this game. Um, So that's why we punted right there because Brendan was beat up. And we actually eased Wolfolk in and utilized the running game so he could get acclimated to what he sees. You bring him down, you bring him in at fourth and seven. That's asking a lot. If Brendan is 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 full go, I believe we go for it right there. But I know that was a question. Why did we punt right there on their thirty on their thirty seven? Brendan was he was limping. And after that, look, 
Look at Brandon after he came back from the injury. He didn't throw the ball well at all. The one pass he threw well is when Wicks got in the way. He didn't, even if a completion to Billy Kemp, Billy came all the way back to the ball and made that play. Then he got the pass in the ferns, then he threw a good ball to Keaton that got us down there. And then he ran, so we run the quarterback draw. If Brendan is healthy or if that ankle had the ability to withstand his full weight, he gets about the five, four-yard line because that's open. He actually ran up the middle, but if he followed Grant up the C-gap, Grant chips the end, and then he had a he had a blocker for the safety because Dax Holyfield came straight up in the A gap. So if he were bouncing to the C gap, you know he probably get to the. I say just to be fair, he get to the five. If Brennan's fully healthy, he scores. That's a good play call. The second down when we threw the key time, we should have just ran the ball again. All they played was brackets. They vacated the middle of the field because we ran slants. We ran two outside slants and two out routes. We had nobody attacking the middle of the field. And they didn't have anybody lined up in the middle of the field. They went to check the seams. They were bracketing. So after they did that, so look, after they did brackets to where they're keeping everybody anchored on the outside and not following and allowing the inside guy to take the guy that's coming from the outside, they passing everything off. So with us seeing that they passing everything off to play before, we come up in, in a tight X with Keaton to the boundary with Bobby. We roll to the field. And if Brendan's healthy with us running this play, he won't even throw it back to Bobby. He takes off and scores a touchdown. Or it's a big, well, I think he scores. When he throws back to Bobby, because Keaton runs an over route to try to influence the safety to go. But since they're playing brackets and they're passing everything off and the corners are going to stay anchored, meaning the corners aren't going to chase anything inside. You saw that the play before. They going to run that down there. Because you got to come to them. That's the best thing to run is short zone. Hell, we ran it. We ran short zone versus them. Hello? I'm going to make you read because we know you can't run. They know that. What happens if we bring Wolfolk in first down? We got enough time. What happens if we bring him bring him in first down with a back? You play brackets, here he going to run. Because I want to tell you, the play that he ran was Bryce Perkins' quarterback draw, the one he got 13 yards on. That was the Bryce Perkins special. 1,001, 1,002, take off. You send the tight end on the option route. The linebacker is going to respect him. Once the linebacker goes to the tight end, you take off, and he's the throw run pass option. If they come downhill, you pop it to the tight end. If they go to the tight end, it's a quarterback draw. They give you two yards up the field to block. So that's how Wolfolk got his 13-yard game, the Bryce Perkins special, the quarterback draw. We ran a base of quarterback power. Brennan Ankle just wasn't healthy enough. But if that's if you if you know you want to run that, why not just motion Keaton in there, right behind him, and just run it, just run it there first down, second down, run it, cause they they was in a a cover shell. I felt like you would have got a push. Now hindsight is twenty twenty two. I get to see the results. 
So let me put that out there. So I'm not casting Spurgeon on coaching now. Now, but this is where what my boy Thomas Jones, the great Thomas Jones, said, man, like, if you don't have a true running game that you can rely on, and not only affects your offense, but it most importantly does affect your defense. Less time to rest, and muscle memory isn't there. If our defense is checking out offense and practice every single day, what do you think they repping the most? Stopping the pass. Now, even with that being said, we still should be a whole lot better at stopping the pass. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to throw that out there. But do you really think our defense is ready to really stop the run when you got no real run periods because your offense don't? Like, one thing about Coach Welsh, we had nine on seven every day. That's a that's a run period. Receivers, prima donnas, go sit down. Corners, go sit down. This linebacker safeties, interior linemen. Tight ends, fullback, running backs. Downhill, don't you bounce nothing. In between the gaps, Hat on hat, every single day, we running nine on seven. Because we're going to run the football, and we're going to stop people from running the football. And and even with that, you'll still have some backs that have big rushing, running running games versus a UVA defense, but it wasn't. You didn't have three different times in a season when somebody ran for 300 yards, then three other times they ran for 200 yards. Like, on the season, you giving up damn near 220 yards rushing. That's a pure indicator that you not doing something right to help with the muscle memory. Now, that has to change. The front is going to be geared to stop the run. I'm going to the transfer portal. I'm going to get the best DBs that's out there. I'm telling AJ, please stay. And I'm telling them dudes, yo, we got a full-fledged juggernaut of our offense. Can you cover? Then I'm going to get some defensive linemen, preferably dudes who can get out of it. Hey, bro, can you get downhill and get to the football? Because we got a juggernaut offense. We got Weeks. We got Jackson at linebacker. Chico will be um, healthy. Stewart's still there. Perry can still play one of the ends. We saw what Mike could do, 31. We, we, we saw what Ahern could do. Jackson's still there. We got a core of linebackers up front. Down low with Smiley and them boys, we 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 gotta add some older guys there as well. The, like you gotta attack this transfer report. You gotta sell it, sell it too. You gotta sell it. Like you gonna get us over the edge because we and you gotta talk. I just tell Brennan, hey, come back. I have to tell Jelani, hey, come back. Keaton, hey, come back. Dontavian, hey, come back. You gotta tell these running backs, hey man, stick with us. We, we'll make sure we we we're We'll uh, we'll run the ball more because them running backs probably probably gonna bounce, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just thinking out loud. I don't want to ramble. Oh, we over an hour. You know, I hate for the podcast to be over an hour, but it is what it is. But, but that that's how I would attack. You know, improving the defense. And with the guys I got, we getting in the lab. It's going to be a full-fledged battle. There's only a couple positions that's guaranteed on defense right now. 
Oh yeah, I know y'all looking crazy. What? What did we? No, it's a couple positions. You ain't, you ain't switch nobody. Nick Jackson is not an issue. Anthony Johnson is not an issue. I want to know if Elliot Brown and Noah could come back. I wouldn't mind both of them coming back and being rushed in. They played a whole lot better when you put them at the ends. I will say that once we put them at the ends, now I want Noah to work on holding that the point. The edge being a little more sturdy, dropping his ass down a little bit lower and not creating a crease by just maintaining outside leverage. Realize when he's getting washed, put his foot down the anchor and compress the alley. I do want to see that. But it's going it, it, for what Virginia Tech did yesterday and that coming on the damn field. And, and I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know what a lot of these boys going to do. Like, don't ask them right now because they, they real volatile right now. Respectfully, get, get them out of week. Because if you ask them right now, you're going to get, you're going to get, you're going to get a human reaction out of them. It's something they can't take back. A lot of what y'all show on Twitter, a lot of y'all be having these human reactions. And I learned this too. Like, like I said, I learned this through, through my walk with mental health. Try not to have the human reaction because sometimes you can't walk it back. And realize who is applauding you when you're having a human reaction. And realize when they show up and when they're around. It might be like some buzzers. They hovering over a dead body. Only time they show up when there's a dead body. You might be the dead body. Not the person you're talking about. And I respectfully got to do that too. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they have one, you know, Virginia Tech 20 and 2 versus us in the last 22 games. And you just can't help them by doing that play to Bobby. Salute to Bobby, but nah, not, nah. See, it's one of the things <laughs> I saw somebody tweet out that it's a it's a coach that's taking a pay cut. And I ain't gonna say who it was, but they probably listen. They know that they did it. And talking about, see, he wanted to be he wanted to be earned, not given. I'm saying to myself, I don't give a damn. I never tell somebody they could come take my damn money. If it's guaranteed, I ain't giving you nothing back. <laughs> Whatever. It's peaks and valleys. Hell no. Nah. Just cause that coach dumb enough to give his money back. You was a dummy for doing that, respectfully. I ain't giving you nothing that I ain't I ain't gotta give you my money back. That's why it's guaranteed. That's why it's mine. If you feel like something being given to me, hey, it's going to be fine. Cause even though we talk about earn not giving when it comes to the slogan for our players, it ain't like we cutting them off the team. They still on the team. They may not be playing. But they still on the team. They still on scholarship. I'm just saying, like, for y'all that's emotionally saying get rid of this, like, if you know somebody, con- like, they still got a year of their contract, y'all do realize when y'all say fire somebody, they're expecting y'all to pay the difference. Even though they could get it from a donor, but that that's still taken away from facilities. And I'm just saying, bro. This ain't no stop protecting nobody. If somebody contract is up, 
You ain't got to fire him. You can just say, hey, don't sign him. Now we could get somebody else in here. Because these how these coaches' contracts work, you still got to pay him. Then you bring another new dude in, and what he going to want? And if you want somebody, like, you could probably shuffle some stuff up on defense. You probably could. You could say, because th- if I'm not mistaken, I think Coach has taken the reins from Nick before. I think he did it at BYU. Somebody brought it to my attention. Next year, Broncos say, yo, Bill Belichick, I'm calling the defense. Nick, go back to coaching the secondary. Broomfield, you can assist him at coaching the secondary. Because for the record this year, guys, Nick did not coach the secondary this year. I know the website got him DC slash secondary, but you remember there's a write-up, several write-ups about how it was some moving parts on defense and how did that affect us? We had Coach Shane go from the backers. I think Coach Shane was an inside backers coach. So he went from the backers to the safeties, and then Broomfield went from special teams and assistant at the corners to fully coaching the corners, and they let Nick oversee everything. Now, Nick has still been coaching the secondary. But they, in the write-up, the formal titles was they were assigned to this. You could say, hey, because wasn't Popinga like, isn't he supposed to be co-defense coordinator or he was at one time? Let me make sure. Let me let me let me let me get it together. Let me get it together. Let me see. In my load of lux, boys. Let me get it together. Yeah. So Coach Papinga is cold defensive coordinator slash linebackers. Like coach and nine, offensive coordinator slash inside receivers slash tight ends. This season, I believe, Anah just coaches the tight ends. I could be wrong. And then you got Coach Hagens as the wide receivers coach. Jason Beck, quarterbacks coach. Ottawa, running backs coach. Shane Hunter, just coaching safeties. Clint, defensive line. 2J, offensive line. So when you look when you look at the defense, you got Nick Howell as the defensive coordinator, but also Kelly Papinga as co-defensive coordinator. If people want change, would you be comfortable with Nick just coaching the secondary and Papinga being the defensive coordinator and Shane going back to the linebackers and giving Broomfield the corners while Nick can all like Nick can coach the safeties? He can coach DBs. We just can't act like like Bryce Hall wasn't developed under his tutelage. We can't act like Juan Thornhill wasn't developed under his tutelage. Brenton Nelson. Oh, Brenton Nelson was so damn good at the slot damn corner. We still ain't found nobody to replace him yet. Not even close. Like, in this in this profession, bro, and this to coach and I, in this profession, this it just shows how 
volatile, and dangerous this profession is. Coach and I, for all his quirkiness, he has the numbers, right? Record-breaking numbers since he's taken over offensive coordinator. And we all know the running game is the black guy, the lack of, and how we do it because it's a gadget feel. Like, we may gain 200 yards, and I was, you know, I was responsible for saying, yo, we still getting this in yards, but now I understand what the OG Ray Roberts was saying, what Barry Word was saying, what Ty Lewis was saying, what, what Antonio Rice has been saying, what Thomas Jones has been saying. When you have a true running game with the running backs and you getting that yard total, you are that much more dangerous because teams just can't say, I'm going to rush four or I'm going to just drop guys from the middle of the field because you have the threat of the running game. We saw that how that affected our defense when we went to the three three five and just said, yo, we're going to stop, make sure people don't run on us. Once somebody's truly invested in, it's just like our passing game. We truly invested in passing. Damn it, we going to get 390 to 400 on you regardless. We saw that, right? We truly invest to the passing game. You see the difference. Every single year we breaking records. It was at a time where Bronco was truly invested in making sure you were one-dimensional. I'm going to take away the run game, and I'm going to put pressure on you. And guys on the back end develop into special players. We'll run the risk of putting you in harm's way because I got avatars. They're going to come get you. This year, I felt like Elliot and Noah could have just been coming down. Like this year, the overcompensating of the lack of consistent coverage hurt us overall. So my change would be this. First change, go back to what you was doing that made you successful. Go find guys to fit what's on the back end. If you can't find guys, you develop the guys. And they can't develop, damn it, go out on doing what you do best versus failing at something that you don't normally do. Period. Because I will say this, Notre Dame, Pitt, Virginia Tech, overall, those games were better than the other games. Like I mean, Louisville game was good. Miami game was good, but as far as how we got after the quarterback was a lot better, those games. Because people like to throw out Wilma Murray and, and Duke. They even like to throw out Illinois, too, because it fits their narrative of we really trash can juice because those games working to the favor of the defense. So that's where everybody wanted me to discuss, too, like the changes. You know what I'm saying? So. Does somebody? I don't feel like somebody has to be fired. You can how how people are labeled. If you are cold, cold defensive, like cold, you can be elevated to now defensive coordinator. If Nick has been stripped of his defensive coordinator duties before, then you can do it because it's been done before, and he's still standing. He's still here. If you got that understanding. Now I don't know how the contract work. If y'all got to come to the table because the title didn't change. And it, you know, but the money is money. It's his. You run that risk now. But I know if a pin could get elevated to full defensive coordinator, he's gonna want that defensive coordinator money that come with the full title. Also, let me touch on this, Pauls. Everybody talking about price and Virginia Tech not having a coach. Let me let everybody in on this. This 
let's 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 look, look into the speakers as I talk to you. They had a coach. This coach was I told I hate to say I told you so, but I share with you guys I was more worried about Price as the head coach than I was Fuente. Cause he had checked out. With him, they didn't have a coach. Cause he didn't care. He wouldn't have tried to slow the game down. His ego was too big. But with Price and this rivalry, it was personal for him. This was an audition. This how you gain the job of becoming permanent. See, when people say, oh, you lost to an intern, there's a lot of interim coaches that become head coaches that go on to be successful. Like, bro, they auditioned for a job. What are you talking about? They've been on the staff the whole year. His philosophy, just like the coordinator is the same. He's a coach, so he's a part of, you know, like when you're the head man and you got assistants, your assistants got better relationships amongst themselves than they have with you individually, one by one. They get along better because they are workers for you. So when one of the workers now become the head man, that relationship just don't change. And the communication and what the strengths and weaknesses are for those independent guys in that group actually get that much better. A lot of times, if the if the interim coach is respected and got some cachet, teams will start playing better. We've seen that in the NBA. You have an interim coach what, 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 for the Hawks took over, they started playing better. So y'all got to miss me with that. Don't, don't, don't. Look, you don't got to embellish and exaggerate your feelings to get your point across. If you just felt like we lost to an inferior team, which this team versus our team, we had the better team. When we beat them in 2019, they actually had the better team overall, offensively and defensively. Because remember, we lost Bryce Hall. I know Keller Fairley didn't play, but the guys they had in their secondary still, they were better than what we had. You know what I'm saying? Like, respect, respectfully. Remember, they were ranked. If I don't say they were ranked, too. But they were better than us. We beat a better team that day. The year before that, they beat a better team than them. This year, they beat a better team than them. Record why I say we the same. But we all know, looking at both sides, even though they ain't high Waller, their best DB ain't play this game. I don't know what that's about. The record say we the same. Both fans will tell you UVA had the better team. But they had a better approach that allows their inferior team to stay in games. Right? Because their strength was actually playing against our strength, and it showed you that they did the same thing to us. Even though once we got to the red zone, we used uh, BA to score. The first time we got in the red zone, we used two ran, two, ran two inside zones, then we ran a quarterback power with him. That's the first touchdown. We scored with him, not the Jelani pass. Then the, the touchdown on a scramble when he ran over the DB and knocked him out. That was crazy. But that was his athleticism because they dropped everybody in coverage there. He just out-athlete them. We had a better signal caller that overcame the great call they had on deep. Like both of their defensive calls, when when anytime Brendan scrambled, it was it was. Good adjustments and call, but 
he's just special. That's why I always say about adjustments. Adjustments take place all the time. Sometimes you just got special players that negate the adjustment that you made. Brendan is a negate of adjustment type of player. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wicks is the same way. Woods is the same way. Billy Kemp the same way. That's why our offense was so explosive. So that's all I got for y'all, man. I don't know what seniors will become super seniors and come back. I don't have the answer to that yet. Everything is super fresh for me right now that I I can't I I, I do like later podcasts on those type of or I do some um Twitter spaces and have those conversations too. But um Yeah, man, y'all continue to support the way you support. If the way you vent and overcome games is be super re- like sharing your truth and your truth could come out as being super negative and you got to tag coaches. If that's what you do, that's what you do. I got to stop trying to control how y'all vent. I do, man. I got to work on that. I got to work on me because I don't have to entertain what I see. I don't have to react to what I see. I got to control me. You do you and what you do ain't wrong because you doing what you feel is best. To be done by you. I do got to stop doing that. Y'all notice, y'all see, I'm putting the onus on myself. I take accountability for how I react and how I respond to folks. So I got to work on me. No matter how you say stuff to me, I can control the way I respond to you. I can. I'm getting better and better. And I'm telling Petty Hawk he can't respond. And he getting madder and madder. It ain't even a word. He getting more mad and more mad. He's getting angry. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's it, man. Wahoo wah until I die. I bleed that orange and blue. Yesterday was tough. Seeing how they came on the field was definitely tough. The the players didn't like that, so I won't. Nobody thinking the players were soft because, like, no. I I will say this, man. The optics would have been bad. Like, even if our players would have just hauled off and start just cold cocking folks, and that's not a good thing. We would have been looked at as villains, no matter what. No matter what. You know what I'm saying? It's like when T.O. went to the star and George T. tried to hit him. Everybody understood why George T. took that shot. But George T. is still going to be looked at as the aggressor. Even though everybody know that T.O. was disrespecting him. Even though he tried to say he only did it. Because the second time, yeah, he was trying to get a rise out of the Cowboys. But when somebody get their flag and stake it in the middle of your field, you could you could kill that with just beat them noise because, like, you could beat me in a game of basketball, but that's, I'm just not going to let you say anything you want to me. Like, people, the person who said sticks and stones may break my bones, but words that never hurt me was probably somebody that was bullying somebody. I'm telling you. Anybody that's ever been bullied to tell you that's malarkey. That phrase, it, that phrase needs shut the hell up, you. Words hurt, and words get your eyes black. If you just a just a, a volatile young being like I was growing up, never never let nobody feel like they can say what they want to say to you. The hell they can. Everybody got a line. They crossed my line yesterday when they staked that. Like I know, and I'm gonna say this, and I think I said it. They wouldn't allow y'all to do that in Blacksburg. Them fools is nasty. 
They would have been throwing ice cups, beer. They would have tried to choke slam you. Bruh, if y'all try to jump in the middle, I'm, t- I'm here to tell you. I'm here to tell you. We beat them next year down there, and you down there as a UVA fan. Try to jump on the field. First of all, it's going to hurt because they, they, they don't even put, like, they stairs don't even go to the field. It's like a drop. First of all, you you it's going to hurt because it's going to be cold. But if you do get on the field, they going to get you. They security folks, oh, and they po-po right there. They going to get you. We Southern hospitality, so nice, all this class. Just let somebody come on the field. I don't care if the cup has been. Celebrate that in the locker room, Jack. Not out here. Not on duty. I need a bunch of day-days, top-flight securities. That's just disrespectful to me. I'm sorry, man. That's just how I feel. I ain't saying this right. That's just how I feel. So... That's it, man. Y'all know the motto. Good is the enemy of great. Be great in everything that you do. Never let nobody tell you you can't do what you set your mind out to do. And that's what it is. Ball Hawk is a, a very positive person, and it's the gift and the curse for me. I know my positivity and my hindsight and how I my outlook on like don't jive with people all the time. I know that. I had to hide this way of thinking to get out of the situation I was in. And this Way of thinking has always allowed me to be successful in my walk of life. Always allowed me to make great decisions. Anytime I've allowed my emotions to get the best of me and I respond, I keep it real and I keep it 100. I've gotten a short end of the stick. And me being utterly positive and respectful, I'm not weak. I'm actually stronger because I rise above. Like this world has taught me as African-American, I got to rise above, right? Uh, nah, I ain't, I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to do that. Let me get. Let me stay out that bag. That bag get people uncomfortable. What I'm saying is, as a human being, just because somebody is respectful and nice don't mean you can just walk over them and say what you want. Now, I just started utilizing block and mute. I don't get into to, to any more Twitter fisticuffs. It's a waste of my thumbs. So don't expect me to respond to you. Like, like, like if you disrespect me, don't, don't expect me to respond. I'll just have you clarify what you just said just so I get a better understanding. Then I'll block you for a couple of days. Then I'll unblock you. And then if you still come with that dumb stuff, it is what it is. I just won't say nothing to you, but still wish you the best. Never want to wish ill will on anybody out here. Um, love is love. Uh, Salute to my big bro, Dwight Vick and Michael Vick and all those guys that I know. Congratulations to you guys on your victory. Um, yeah, that hurt to say that. Tyrod Taylor, too. But, uh, yeah, man, on to the bowl game. Got to wait and see who we playing in the bowl. We definitely take advantage of this additional practice and classroom time to build upon that. Make sure the recruits that are – um, committed to come here, stay committed. Make sure guys not transferring away. Encouraging guys to come back. Uh, you know, I know on offense, I can hear y'all saying, on offense, I hope you ain't saying none of them dudes on defense. Y'all petty. But, yeah, offense. Defensive guys, they don't love y'all, so they say the hell with y'all. I ain't lying, they said it. I know, Petty Hawk, that's, mess- that's messed up, Petty Hawk. Why you do that? The fans love the players. 
they truly love it. It comes with the territory. It don't mean look. That's why I want to tell y'all stop adding play. Please, can you not add our own players with with what the hell are you doing? You suck. I'm so glad you're leaving. Like, can we not do that, bro? Can we not do that? Cause I tell them to slap fire with you when they see you. Cause you're gonna be like, hey man, how you doing? Slap their hand hard as hell. I'm good. Smack. And let them know, oh, that that's the hand that that added me. <laughs> slap five. <laughs> hey yo, man, if y'all ever see me and I smack your hand hard, that means you did something that pissed me off. I just want to warn y'all. I do that to people and they be like, ooh, man, you y'all still get that? I'm like, nah. Remember what you said? I don't say remember. I go, remember what you said? <laughs> All right, man, I'm rambling. God, that is episode almost two hours long. Watch this episode do damn near 700 downloads. Because everybody going, everybody, I know Ballhawk was negative. Look how long this podcast. Watch this podcast do damn near 700, 800 downloads. Like the BYU one did 700 downloads. My most downloaded podcast ever was Kurt Benker at the Notre Dame uh, two years ago, three, two years ago. That was 2019. Everybody and they that junk was over. That was down to twelve hundred downloads, and that was just on Anchor for that podcast episode because he he really yeah. That's why I don't call him uh, uh, Coach or not no more. I call him Doctor Bob because Kurt Benker destroyed that name on that podcast episode. But um, all right, man. I said I'm rambling. Y'all be blessed, man. Definitely appreciate y'all. If you want to support the Ball Hawk Show podcast. Uh, go to anchor.fm slash the ballhawk show and you will see the support button. Hit that support button. You can support 99 cent a month, $4.99 a month, or $9.99 a month. Or you could go to Twitter, hit the tip option on my profile, and you can donate like that, man. I definitely appreciate you guys. Y'all be easy. Wahoo wah. No outro music. This podcast has been like uncomfortably too long of me just talking, but this. This stuff had to be said. So salute to y'all, man. Make sure y'all check out the coaching show this Tuesday because I know it's going to be eventful. So uh-huh. I'm out. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.